to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So now we're here in the middle of the winter quarter, a couple weeks after New Year's, and maybe you find yourself in the same old situation. So you made those New Year's resolutions a couple weeks ago, and not long after that ball dropped, you dropped the ball, and now you're finding yourself going, oh, I really gotta work on that diet or that time management, or I really need to do some more work on that, that seminary stuff. I gotta, I gotta do this, gotta do that. And you fourth year seminarians along with myself, after going on vicarage, we know about the same old, don't we? Coming back here, for us that are single, uh, gotta live in the dorms, gotta eat at the cafeteria, gotta be back in the woods for some of you, gotta, gotta, gotta do this. And how about the, the first years and the second years? Yeah, you've had your taste of the sem, you've had mouthfuls of it, and you're, you're now in that old routine of the goddess. Gotta work on homework, gotta do field work, oh, gotta attend all those meetings. Oh yeah, by the way, gotta try to get out of this seminary bubble and try to relate with the world, check the news every once in a while, gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta, gotta, gotta. Maybe it's time for something new. Maybe a new perspective, perhaps? The Pharisees and John's disciples knew about the goddess. The Pharisees were experts at listing and trying to follow that long list of goddesses, and they kept adding to it and adding to it. And when they saw Jesus there with Matthew earlier, before the, John's disciples talked to him, they're probably thinking, what is Jesus doing hanging out with those sinners? You gotta avoid those things. Gotta, gotta, gotta. And then John's disciples come up to Jesus and they ask him about fasting. Now perhaps John's disciples are thinking that Jesus is just gonna be another one of these teachers to add to that list of goddess. But imagine their surprise when Jesus gives them a different answer. He gives them something new. Jesus says basically to them that he is that bridegroom, that promised bridegroom long ago. He has not come to add to that list of goddess, but he has come to bring something new, a new life, and a new perspective. He says to them, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. My mom has some experience with this. She was trying to patch a pair of my sister's old jeans, and she put that new patch on the jeans, and after going through the wash and the dryer, it tore away. It shrunk, and it made things horrible. Jesus is something new, not merely a patch, not merely adding to that list of goddess, but something new, something new that brings rejoicing. Earlier in chapter 9, and all through the Gospels even, we hear about this. Jesus, the bridegroom, bringing rejoicing. There's that paralytic who is brought to Jesus. Him in the same old situation, sitting there on his mat, staring at the ceiling. And then after encountering Jesus, he is given the forgiveness of sins, new life, and he walks away, and there is rejoicing. And after Jesus' encounter with John's disciples, there's that woman who is bleeding. 
And there she is in the same old perspective until she comes to Jesus and receives healing, new life, reason for rejoicing. And then there's Jairus and his family. Right after that, Jairus and his family were staring death in the face. And then Jesus comes, the bridegroom comes, and there is rejoicing as though girl is given new life. And Jairus and his family are given new hope and a new perspective. Yes, indeed, Jesus, your bridegroom, has come. And he has come for you, his bride, the church. This bridegroom laid down his life for you and for me. And on the cross, he took the guilt, the guilt of those goddess. And because of his resurrection, you and I have new life, a new hope, and yes, also a new perspective. There is reason for rejoice, for the bridegroom has come. A new perspective. Jesus also talks about wine and wineskins, doesn't he? Now, wine was often stored in goatskins, and what would happen is, as the wine would expand, the fermentation process would cause the wineskin also to expand. So if you have an old, stretched out old wineskin, it bursts and the wine spills out. But that's why you have that new wineskin. So when the new wine expands, it goes with the new wineskin. Along with the new life that you and I have in Jesus Christ, you and I have been given also a new perspective. If Christ, the bridegroom, had not come, there would be no reason for you and I to be here in this place. No reason for rejoicing. But because Jesus, the bridegroom, has come, you and I get to be here. And Jesus changes our perspectives from the goddess to the get-to. Okay, sure. So sometimes we don't always feel like rejoicing. We don't always have that perspective. It often tends to be the goddess. A couple weeks ago, it was a Sunday morning after I was up late on Saturday night, and it was time to go to field work. I wasn't really too excited about it. I really did not want to go. There wasn't this feeling of, yay, rejoicing, I get to go to field work. Maybe you can relate sometimes. But reluctantly, kind of with that gotta mentality, I did go. But interestingly enough, while I was there, hearing God's word in the Bible study and in the worship service, encountering God's people and the message of new life in Christ, the Lord used that to change my perspective, and I left, glad that I was able to go, glad that I get to go. Maybe you can relate. You head off to your field work or to your institutional module or whatever it might be. I really got to go do this. All right, all right. You go and you get there and then you encounter those people, that message, and you leave glad that you get to, that you get to be there, that you get to hear God's word and receive his forgiveness and share that message with others. You get to. Or that hospital or or visit at the nursing home. I, I gotta do it. It's just another thing on that list of goddess. And you get to that hospital and you go into that room and there you meet one of God's people. 
a person that has been given new life in Christ, and they, in the course of you sharing God's word with them, they also speak to you, and you are reminded of the incredible privilege that you get to, you get to be there, and you are humbled, and you leave rejoicing that you get to be used by the Lord. Whatever it might be, whether it's, whether it's music or maintenance or sharing the message, whatever it might be, the Lord works to change your perspective from the gotta to the get to. And even during those times when you're stuck with the gottas, remember that we do have reason to rejoice. There's a list of reasons to rejoice that you have been given new life in Christ, a new hope of the resurrection, and yes, a new perspective as the Lord continues to work among you. So in the middle of this winter quarter, in the midst of all the things that, that need to get done, may you and I rejoice at the new life that you and I have in Jesus Christ. The bridegroom has come. There is much reason to rejoice. We get to rejoice. Praise be to the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard, guide, and keep your hearts and minds until you and I rejoice with the bridegroom at the feast in heaven. Amen.